No Look Podcast, where you don't need luck to get where you want to go. Episode three. Um, I already forgot how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> Ferreira. Ferreira. Mm-hmm. I have Eliza Ferreira with me today. Liza, mm-hmm. how are you doing? Doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. A little nervous right now. Me too. I can't stop the heart from beating quick. I don't know. Just, <laughs> me too, honestly. Feels major, you know, but I'm feeling It'll good. be major in like five years. Right now, it's just for kicks and giggles. Mm-hmm. Good practice. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think about... One of the, I think the one of the first times we met was at Evergreen, right? Mm-hmm. And you're in the corner, I'm in the corner working. Heavily tattooed people kind of do like a little like head mm-hmm. nod acknowledgement. Yeah, of course. And then I think we finally said hi or something. Or mm-hmm. capybaras is what we talked about first. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And actually, we were. I was going to a show. I was going to see Knock Loose with Suicide Boys. Mm-hmm. and ski mask the slump god and snot mm-hmm. and i posted the tickets and you were like yo i think i'm going mm-hmm. and i was like dang i didn't know she likes music like that yeah um i do rock with suicide boys and but unfortunately i guess not that heavy that i was motivated to go that's okay i definitely it, i thought about it but i was like i don't know because you know when you only know like a few songs and you're like would the concert would like half the time i'd be like at a place or feel yeah. kind of like damn, I'm not, like, on the same level as everyone else, especially them, because right. I feel like they get crazy. Yeah, they're pretty crazy. I I felt weird at that show. Like, I thought that I was a huge fan, but I saw there was all kinds of people at that show. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, like, like us, like, people in our, like, what, what we're into. There was, like, juggalos there. Mm-hmm. There was, like, dudes in cowboy boots and cowboy hats. Yeah. There was, like, preppy people. Interesting. And there was, like, every type of person in between and i was like a little like weirded out but also like i think it's really cool that they were able to like like their fan base is such a wide variety of people Mm -hmm. like i don't know a ton of rappers that have that um yeah i actually didn't know that they would have such a wide base i just felt like it would be like the kind of emo slash mm-hmm. like some emo kids and then some rap fans yeah because it's a combination to me but i saw this um i saw this post on instagram the other night that they are the highest streaming artists yep, independent artists that. and i was like that's very cool so sick actually i looked at that too yeah i think complex or somebody or rap on instagram posted that yeah i was like wow yeah that's, that's pretty sick okay what do you do tell me who you are so i'm eliza um i'm 22 what do i do is an interesting question um i think the most interesting thing that i'm doing right now well i'm kind of learning trying to learn a lot of things but my most interesting one i guess would be my clothing brand saint linen um yeah that's it's a very at a very baby stage right now i started it about Actually, when I moved to Reading like two years ago, mm-hmm. um, it was kind of like a we had to I was in a entrepreneur like internship little school thing and we had to come up with a business idea um, to kind of do a practice pitch at the end of the school. And so that's kind of what I chose, because at the time I was like kind of like figuring out how to dress myself mm-hmm. in a way that was like uniquely me. And people encouraged me, why don't you do a clothing brand for your thing? And it kind of turned into that. Well, actually, my original my original plan wasn't to do a clothing brand. My original plan was like, 
wanting to create just like co-working creative space to draw creatives in Mm -hmm. and have like you know when you're feeling uninspired or like frustrated you could go into this I don't know magical place and leave feeling inspired but because I was too fluffy of an idea at the time and like how do you pitch something like that um I decided I'll just make the merch that those types of people would wear so that's kind of how I ended up doing a little clothing brand for now but that's, that's kind of like the ultimate goal that's very cool yeah so you said that when you moved to Reading, where are you originally from i'm from massachusetts okay east coast gang how what what brought you to Reading? um so it was it was like it was actually like march 2020 like covid was like heavy hitting the world and um, I had just come back from Hawaii because I was at YWAM, Youth with a Mission. Mm-hmm. Like a Shout know, out. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I was just going to come home for like two weeks for a little visit because I'm like, oh, I don't know what's happening with this pandemic thing, but like I'll be back. Um, and I was actually going to commit there for like two years. Um, but then I never went back because the world was in shambles. Um, and then my sister, who had lived in Reading before because she did school here, um she was actually reached out to by the founder of the adventure challenge Mm -hmm. who was then throwing like a kind of a school internship entrepreneur course because i mean he obviously did super well so he wanted to teach people how to do that and it was kind of like a crash course like this is the first round like we're just trying to get people and so he reached out to her and then she was like well i have to bring my sister and i had nothing to do so i was like bet let's go to california Let's go. We're going to go for like six months um, and learn some stuff because we're bored and there's nothing to do. Um, And we've been here for two years. So that's crazy. Yeah. So the Adventure Challenge, which you work for them, right? Uh, I don't anymore. Okay, cool. I did though before. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what was the what what do you like? What did you get out of? So like you went into the school. Mm-hmm. And was there any kind of like promise or not a promise, but what was the incentive at the end? The incentive was, first of all, it was free. So okay. that was dope because it was kind of they were testing it out. So they were like, you're our kind of guinea pig. So mm-hmm. that was dope. Um, I also was, we were set up with jobs, me and my sister at the Adventure Challenge. So we were like, okay, dope. Um, but the incentive was basically we're going to have people because there's a lot of really smart people who work there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy who led the school... I don't even know what his actual title would be. Just like really smart people. I don't know, people who used to work at Google but now work there and mm-hmm. just had so much experience and stuff. Um, so getting like to work with just like smart ass people and then at the end we had the chance to pitch a business idea for like a potential chance to get invested um, by people. Yeah. Um, which they ended us they ended up all giving us a thousand dollars. So that's cool end, which was sick and we just got so many cool experiences so um that was kind of the incentive and just like i had nothing to do yeah so i was like why wouldn't i that's interesting you so did someone win um no one it ended up kind of being like we were not all winners but because yeah because i kind of thought like it would be like it was did feel kind of competitive well maybe it didn't because at the end we're all like rooting for each other yeah it's kind of like everyone yeah. had strong ideas yeah um yeah so no one really won because we all were rewarded Mm -hmm. and yeah so we all won at the end of the day i guess so you got done with that and then you had a thousand dollars in your pocket Mm -hmm. what was the next thing 
that you did? Um, I'm trying to think. I know the first thing I did was it was just so much to figure out. That's what I remember about that. Yeah. I first thing I did, I remember making the Instagram account, which I was so terrified just to do that because I was just so just the idea of like when you start out like no one cares like period because that's just i mean maybe your friends and family but like right having to start out from like having like 10 followers or less is just so like humbling mm-hmm. so that was my first thing is like let me start an account and like i had no products or anything going on yet so i was like let me start posting some i don't know semi-inspirational creative yeah. content which was also super hard for me um putting myself in front of a camera like yeah all that stuff it's super vulnerable it is i think that i kind of like i've never started a clothing company but i have started businesses and i think that people don't realize that especially with now how how instagram and they didn't have tiktok like five years ago maybe they did i don't think they did um Mm -hmm. but like there's so many things that people don't think about so even like even this podcast page what the thing that sucks is i have I think I have like 182 followers, which is pretty cool because mm-hmm. I love Blink-182, but I have that. But when I post like, you know, when I post stuff, they're getting like five and 10 hits mm-hmm. and I'm like, like part of me is like, what if all of the people just interacted? Mm-hmm. And I know that people are at work, but the thing is, I know you're not at work because you're on your phone. I know right. you are mm-hmm. like. And it's not even like, I don't want to be like a jerk or like a sensitive person, but it's like when this is someone's livelihood, like if I was following someone and their livelihood was for me to reshare something, mm-hmm. it cost me nothing right. to do that. Right. It isn't it kind of weird. Like people can, I don't know if the word is pretentious, but people can just be so picky with what they do and don't share or interact with. Yeah. And I also think it's funny too, because like, I, or maybe you feel this way, could be so confident about like a clip or a picture or a product that's posted online. And like suddenly, like if it gets like two likes or like, you know, like in the first like 10 minutes when you're not getting likes and you're like, damn, I already know how this is going to go. It's like suddenly you're like doubting like the worth of what you're sharing, but it could be something, you could also put something trash out there and it goes viral and it's Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, like I'm the dopest ever. It's like, I hate the way that like, even when you don't want to, like, the way those things are associated with, like, how good what yeah. you're sharing is can be so, like, sensitive. Yeah, it's it's so weird how I feel like maybe, like, in this generation of people who are up and coming with businesses, it's, like, people don't really have to work as hard. You just kind of get lucky. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, because I'm, I'm, I'm a very, like, old school, like, like earn your stripes type person. Mm-hmm. Like there's people like we were talking about before we went live, like people who have podcasts on TikTok who, you know, their production is trash and mm-hmm. it's them in their mom's living room. But they said one thing that was like, like one thing that was super um, controversial mm-hmm. and then everyone's like commenting, this is stupid. Like, you know, and after you get a certain amount of, amount of comments, it's like tiktok thinks that oh this is popular everyone wants to see this so i'm going to put this on everyone's page Mm -hmm. it's like that guy got famous for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. or not famous but he was getting views for the wrong reason so it's crazy how like there are times i find that when i'm posting clips i'll just put something outrageous Mm -hmm. like because i know it's going to get views and the stuff that's actually gold like it's in the podcast for people to listen to Mm -hmm. have you ever like 
had a piece of clothing or an idea mm-hmm. and you're like, I know this is a good idea mm-hmm. versus I have another idea that will sell fast because it's trendy. Mm. Um, hmm. I don't know if I've ever really had anything like super trendy. Um, granted, I haven't actually produced a ton of things yet because it just takes a long time. Right. Um, but, hmm. That's okay. If you haven't, I just was, I just got kind of yeah, no, totally. gutsy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's the thing from the office? It's like, sometimes I just start a sentence and don't know where I end up. No, totally. Yeah. That's how I feel sometimes on here. Yeah. Um, let's jump into, um, who are some designers that you like look up to? Hmm. Um, okay. So I wish I was a little more educated in this area when it comes to like fashion designers, but I so this might sound a little cliche, but people like Jerry Lorenzo, I think I is so Lorenzo. dope actually. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like really like him because, um, I've just watched a lot of inter. I watched like every single interview he has online and yep. I think what I really like about him is like him and his values and like the way he lives his life and like his story is so interesting. Like, of course, like I love his clothes. I'm wearing his sweatpants right now, it's but so like, sick. cause like, I mean, I do like it. It's comfortable, but like you're kind of like can look fly while yep. looking bummy, which that's what I yeah. like to do. But, um, yeah, he has some interviews. He has an interview with, um, with complex and then he also has one with Elevation Church, actually. I've seen that one. Yeah, so good. I don't know. I just, like, one thing that stood out to me about him is I remember him mentioning that, like, he doesn't drink or just the way he lives his life, he makes choices that make him different. Mm-hmm. And to me, whenever someone does something that's, like, kind of hard and, like, what most people wouldn't do, um, and they're, like, super dope and inspiring, inspiring like that, I'm, like oh, I respect you that much more because you're like not in the norm, but like you are in this huge like arena of Mm -hmm. influence and all that stuff. So, yeah. um, And he's a Christian too. So I'm like, okay, you can be dope and be a Christian. It's pretty cool. I I remember the first time I heard about Jerry Lorenzo was like 2014, 2015. Mm -hmm. And it's been so funny to watch. Actually, Jeremy, could you uh, pull a clip for me real quick? Can you just pull up, um, <laughs> just go to Google Images and type in Jerry Lorenzo flannel outfit. Because I'm so curious, because I, I remember seeing some of these outfits mm-hmm. and then seeing what fashion, or his mainly his fashion has went into recently is crazy. I love both, but like the stuff that I remember getting into was like when he was sending Justin Bieber pieces and mm-hmm. when he was sending like ASAP Rocky, all those guys... Yeah. So, like, this is crazy to me. Like, people, I love flannels, but if I, like, I don't, I wouldn't see people wearing this now. Cause it would come off very, like, redneck. It would look very redneck. Mm-hmm. Like, you would look like you're straight out of Red Bluff if you dress like this. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it was, it was cool. I mean, that was 2016 that he was wearing that. I was going to say, this is giving me very, like, um like when like yeezy was first like really popping and mm-hmm. like all that stuff and like i mean i guess people still wear this but yeah the sweats with like yeezys and like stuff like that did you ever get into like off-white no i mean, I could never afford it to be honest yeah, same. <laughs> that's the problem is like you can like i well i guess 
I was going to say I'm figuring out how to be into fashion without like having to buy stuff, which right. I guess it would just be making stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's so expensive when you get into that realm of designers. Yeah. I'm going to pull one more thing up and I want you to explain this to me if you can real quick. Okay. Um, <laughs> can you go to Instagram or is that going to be, do you have a website? Yeah. What is it? Um, stlinen.com. Yeah. Could you go to that instead maybe? stlinen.com i have a question about one of your collections or the maybe is it your only collection you put out um there might be some old stuff on there i've only done like a few t-shirts and then the new one is like on there but not live yet the the one you the sheet you did with chris oh well that's not actually really a saint linen collection but i guess that's me which is saint linen but it wasn't for sale but it was a sewing project i did yeah i yeah i'm curious about okay okay so pulled up your website mm-hmm. and i'm curious if you feel comfortable with walking us through mm-hmm. like some of the pieces you have on your website and what they mean yeah so absolutely. jeremy could you go to collections or yeah that works yeah go to this guy right here the bundle the bundle so you have you have a bucket hat right mm-hmm. and did you did you did you make all this um yeah the bucket hats i made by hand on the sewing machine can we get a is there a close-up is there a if you scroll down can you see a close-up of that nice is that your sister Mm -hmm. where have i seen her before probably everywhere nice what's her (laughs) name olivia olivia okay cool Mm -hmm. okay so tell me about um tell me about the bucket hat so the bucket hat let's see so uh, okay so maybe like a year ago, I bought my first sewing machine. And since then, I've been kind of, I mean, dipping my toes into the world of sewing. And through YouTube and just Instagram, I found this guy who does really great tutorials and sells patterns. Um, so he was actually, it was free, which was sick. That's cool. He gave away a free bucket hat pattern. And I started kind of messing around with that. Um, and from there, I mean, I had a few trial and errors of trying to sew it because sewing is just hard yeah like there's so much random stuff i didn't realize like the way the fabric is like the direction matters a ton because you can tear it or ruin it or different types of fabric or different stitches and all this stuff but um anyways the bucket hats i ended up okay i'm all over the place but you're good i've had this picture in my phone for a while of this gucci bucket hat Mm -hmm. it's like four or five hundred dollars but it looks like that like it has these long drawstrings theirs is reversible but i saw this girl wearing on instagram mad long ago and i screenshotted it and i was like i want something like this obviously i'm not gonna buy it though and um so when the time came for planning this collection in line with the divine i really wanted to do bucket hats and it took me a while to like commit to the fact that okay i'm gonna make all of them by hand because i just knew like I already, like, whenever I plan to release something, it's always months later than it needs to be. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like, if I'm going to make something by hand, like, I know it's going to set me back so long. So once I finally committed to that, I started just, like, trial and error of, like, because the pattern I had, it wasn't for this type of bucket hat with, like, Mm -hmm. drawstrings or anything. So I kind of had to, like, um, figure that whole process out. Like, what's the best way? Do I attach it with a button? Do I, I ended up doing buttonholes and like weaving it through and shout out to my older sister not live i have another one um she's like a really good sewer 
Um, so she would always help me. I would just FaceTime her and she would like coach me through like, well, you need to think about this and the tension and what's it going to do with this? And like just all this like weird stuff you don't think about. So for the bucket hat, yeah, um, that was kind of the vibe and it has a patch on it as well. that says renew your mind, which I thought was pretty crafty. That's pretty sick. Cause it's on your head, it's on your head. the representation, yeah. the symbolism, you know, so that's sick. Um, what did you yeah. What did you, uh, so do you have to like go through a, th- like a third party to get the hat or did you, how did, like, you, did you make the hat? Like, like, did you have to order a blank hat? No, like I literally like cut the fabric. So um, you actually like, you really made it yourself. Yeah. Like fabric, trace of a chalk, cut it out like from scratch, scratch. That's very sick. Thank you. And then the patches, I designed those and ordered them on like a separate company that came in the mail. Let's look at the next piece. Go, uh, yeah. Hit X out of there. And then let's see that tote. Tote. Okay, tell me about the tote. Okay, so the tote, this was, yeah, I think this was the first part of the collection I actually started designing. Because I feel like when it comes to clothing brands, I feel like first is the t-shirt, and I feel like totes are really popular. So I'm like, okay, people will rock with a tote. It's easy enough because it's kind of like a shirt, except it's not. It's a bag. (laughs) It's like a shirt that you carry around your arm. Right. You just slap something on it. It looks cool. And like, I like the idea that like a tote, like you can wear it every day if you want. Like a shirt, you can't, you know. Right. So, um, yeah. Okay. Obviously, I took some inspo from Off-White with the quotation marks. I mean, respect. Yeah, for sure. Which, do they mean anything? Not really. I was just like. It's just cool. They're dope. Um, what is the um, scroll scroll over real quick, Jeremy? Yeah, we got the back. So I wanted to. I've been wanting to throw in the concept of like creative affirmations in something, um, which to be honest, I was inspired by a sweatshirt from We're Not Really Strangers. I like that they have stuff that's like necessary to like look at every day type of thing i have some stuff from them about like your anxiety is lying to you or i've seen sweatshirts where like they'll have just kind of like conversation starters on the sleeve and i like the like usefulness of that and for me like everything it says on there i struggle to believe so i was like okay at least i know this will help me out like everything on there you struggle to believe yeah like i have an abundance of good ideas because i'm always doubting myself or can you sorry can you read me what the tote says Yes. All right. So it says, feeling discouraged? Repeat after me. I have an abundance of good ideas. My work is valuable regardless of the approval it gets from others. I learn and grow from taking creative risks. My ideas have the ability to spark inspiration and connection in others. There's never a perfect time to begin. When I create, I'm in line with the divine. And then it says, you got this. And then little signature Saint Linen. That's sick, dude. Yeah, thank you. I love that. Yeah, I wanted it to be like, you could have it on you. And then when you're just, because like, I'm always in the coffee shop making something. And I had the idea like, what if I'm feeling stuck and I look over at my bag and I'm like, okay, let me just pause and read this to myself and like, remember who I am and like my capabilities. Because yeah, all of those things, like, I don't know. I'm like my own worst critic and like. Yeah. I'm always comparing myself to other people and timelines and I'm not making enough content and my ideas actually aren't even that cool. No one cares. And then so I'm like, I need to like at least make this for me. Um, and I'm sure other people could relate. I'm sure. But I just had to have like something in the collection that was like a reminder, like, okay. I'm not even a designer and I relate to everything that you just said. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I feel like it's, I mean, every creative goes through those things. Because, like, I feel like creativity is such this, like, sensitive, sacred, like, thing almost. Because the way I look at, like, when you create something is literally, like, an idea is being funneled through who you are as a human being. And so when it comes out, it's going to have a touch of who you are. Mm -hmm. So when someone says that's whack, you can't help, I feel like, most of the time to be like, I'm whack. Because that's an expression of my heart and who I am. So if you don't like it, then you probably don't like me. And then as a creative person, I don't know, I can be sensitive. No I don't way. know if you relate to that. But no, like, I'm so sensitive. <laughs> yeah. I, I think recently I used to be... I could literally incriminate myself right now. I used to be, mm-hmm. I say I used to be as in like six months ago. <laughs> I, I remember I was shooting um, a wedding for someone and I don't really take pride in wedding videos or photos. It's a great moneymaker. I can help some friends out. It's not my identity. Mm-hmm. Well, I did like photos for this person and I, I sent them like, um, like a preview or whatever. So I sent them like five or 10 photos and I, they never text me back no okay let's like let's let's think rationally for a second they're probably busy mm-hmm. they're probably like oh these are amazing and forgot to respond mm-hmm. or they're on their honeymoon or they're doing right. something right my immediate gut reaction is these are hot garbage they're trash mm-hmm. i'm throwing my phone away i'm throwing my camera away i'm jumping off a bridge i'm never doing this ever <laughs> again yeah because someone didn't respond mm-hmm. so my challenge lately has been like I know that I'm good. Am I the best? No. Mm-hmm. But I know that I'm trying to be careful here because like I feel like everyone has everyone has a thumbprint and it's like it's going to look different. And there's definitely like there's things that inspire me, especially like with photo and video. And I'm doing the best I can with what I have. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have $20,000 to go buy a cinema camera and and a studio and all this stuff. And I have a Sony little DSLR and I don't know. I think, I think something for, for us, like in our generation for creatives is Instagram is such a gift and also a curse because Mm -hmm. I have met so many people through Instagram by just DMing them. But then I've also, there's photographers that I've never even met, but I follow them. And every time they post, I'm like, I can't do this. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. I know exactly what you're talking about. And that's the hard thing because it's like in a way there's connection and or you get connections and you can collaborate with people and be inspired. Like I'm always saving stuff that inspires me. But also, yeah, I struggle with that, too. Is like like there's a lot of people where I'm from my town even that have clothing brands or they're just like creating like the city I'm from is so creative. It's crazy. And like I'll see something and it's kind of funny because like I'll make something like this collection took me like I first sketched out on paper in May and we're in October and now it's finally coming like out. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Which is like. That's wild. I know. It it takes so long. Um, But uh, what was I saying? Um, Yeah, I think it can be easy. Oh, damn. What was I saying? Oh, okay. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, like seeing someone come out with something whether it's like photo video 
uh clothing pieces like i feel like it can be so easy to be like wow like they keep dropping stuff or like producing back to back and like they must be a superhero and they're so talented and they're like such like they're a harder worker than i am but it's like you probably didn't know that just took them months or like yeah. the frustration they went through or they're probably like halfway insecure that they're sharing that and they're probably like oh, should i post this should i not post this or like so many different thoughts that like yeah um people go through when sharing stuff that's been something a revelation i've been having like releasing this since it took me so long to make i'm like i hope no one sees this and think like wow she just pulled that out of her ass because i didn't like it right. took so long and so much learning and so I, anyways i bring that up because of you're saying like seeing other people you know release things or post things and how it can sometimes feel like i don't even know yeah it's eh. it's such a it's such a weird thing like I, w I like there's a photographer i'm not gonna say his name but he's a friend of mine now mm -hmm. i followed him i met him at an event and i was like whatever mm -hmm. he's just another dude yeah and then i saw him on tour with one of my favorite bands mm. like my dream is to tour mm -hmm. that's all i want to do mm -hmm. i want to tour with rappers i want to tour with everyone i want to take their photo I want to, I just want to do it. That's what I've always wanted to do since I was a kid. And this person is living out one of my dreams, but will DM me and like send me photos of, of they'll send me photos of like they're at, you know, the riot fest with the used or with chance, the rapper or, and it's just banger photos. Mm -hmm. And, and they're not trying to make me feel bad, but they're just like, you get it like look at this photo this is cool and i'm like yeah man damn yeah it's really good <laughs> yeah but i i actually feel so tested in those moments mm -hmm. like i when i when i first moved to reading and this is the only place i've ever experienced this people say name dropping a lot mm. and i think people who say name dropping are just jealous mm -hmm. like go out and make your own connections you know what i mean mm -hmm. like People will say things like I'll be like, oh, I was with this person the other day or I had breakfast with them and we were talking about and they're like, oh, what a name drop. Mm, and it's that's like so weird. You're jealous. Mm -hmm. That's all that is. <laughs> right. Like if I had freaking breakfast with Jerry Lorenzo, I'm going to tell everyone. Yeah, of course. The guy who sends me these photos, mm -hmm. he's not trying to like brag or boast. And there's like this such tension for me where I'm like, am I going to be an overly sensitive creative or am I going to actually celebrate, celebrate my friend doing mm -hmm. what I want to do? Totally. Yeah. I feel like I totally understand. It's hard to, cause like part of you is like jealous or like, damn, I wish that was me and all this. But then the other part is like, but I would want them to be happy for me too. Mm -hmm. Or even too, kind of along the same line, something I've, which I'm kind of proud of myself for is like, you know when like people will come to you for advice about like whatever your craft is or like hey what equipment do you use or like how did you do this or how'd you edit that what program like any question I feel like definitely in high school I used to be kind of a little gatekeeper and I because I'd be like they're gonna they're gonna steal my shit bro and um <laughs> but now recently I've been like have it like how can I help you yeah like I've had a lot of people come to me be like where do you get your shirts printed and um and like how do you do blah 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 and i'm like oh if you need help like i can help set up the file for you because now i know how to get it ready for print and it took me forever so if i could save you time like i'm down to do that which like old me would have been like so insecure because like they're gonna steal like my lane like this is only for me but i think like realizing just like 
my first shirt I ever made, it said basically like um, something about, well, I can't remember, something about comparison and like basically nobody can do it like you. Yeah. So like somebody could like literally have the same blank as me, be on the same program designing something and like, or even try to copy my design. It's like, it's never going to look the same because their perspective, their experience with the world, their like funnel, so to speak, is always going to be different than mine. Mm-hmm. So whatever comes out, it's always going to be slightly different. So I feel like remembering that is like, okay, you could literally like hold someone's hand and help them do what they want to do. And it could be just like yours, but it's not going to actually do that. So I feel like that's helped me become less like wanting to like hold everything so close. It's just like release and like, here's all the information you need. Whatever you need, I got you. That's so, that's so fire. Like as someone who also used to do that. Mm -hmm. That's like a that's like a um defining moment in your career as a creative. Mm-hmm. Like Jeremy and I like always talk about like we say bring back gatekeeping, but <laughs> but just like just like being funny because there's things that like there's things that like we love, and then there there'll be like new people who come into town who are like we love that. We're like there's no way we discovered that band yeah. first. <laughs> we were watching a twenty four movies before anyone else was, mm-hmm. which is obviously not true, but. Right. It's funny. No, I I really respect that actually. Like I think there will be time there there will be times that I'm like on Instagram, and I love film. Mm-hmm. I love 35 mil. I love Super 8 film. I love 16 mil. I love any type of film. I love I love the way it feels, um, the way that it renders all this different stuff. And there's people who, like I shot um I shot this music video for someone that was on Super 8. Like mm-hmm. it was an actual Super 8 camera. Oh, sick. And people think that it's so hard. Those cameras are like two or three hundred bucks, brand mm-hmm. new, and they're you just put a, you just put a film slot in and just go. Uh-huh. And this person um, who was who who was talking to me is like very like well established in photography, mm-hmm. but they want to start doing video, and they were like, "Hey, what plugin was that?" Because there's a lot of fake oh, Super Eight plugins. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, um, <laughs> and I told them some fake plugin. Damn. Yeah. And then I got convicted, mm-hmm. and I was like. Hey, actually, and I sent them to link. I sent them a link to the camera that I was using. I was mm-hmm. like, "This is the camera. This is the film stock. This is how much I edited it." Damn. And they were like, "Oh wow!" Good and I was you. like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't want to be that way." Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that is, um, that can be the peak of someone's insecurity if they're actually like so insecure they can't even. Like, okay, before I say this, I, there's a such thing as, as like trade secrets. Mm-hmm. And I have friends who work in photo and video who have trade secrets that won't tell me things. Mm-hmm. And then I've had other friends who I've worked with them for one, two, three, four years. And then they'll start to slowly be like, because it's trust. You know what I mean? Right. But I respect that. Mm-hmm. I think that's super sick. And I think that you as a designer and being so early in, early in your career, like having that mindset is just going to ca- catapult you to doing other amazing things. Mm, yeah. I think that's super sick. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Um, yeah. Basically, I feel like, too, along the lines of not gatekeeping, I had uh, the revelation that, like, my whole brand with, like, St. Lynn is supposed to be to, like, inspire other creatives and get them unstuck and like you can do it and so I'm like how fake would that be if like people come to me now and like granted yeah I'm not St. Linus not anything but like they come to me and they're like hey some question about anything and I'm like 
no i'm like that's literally against my like mission statement so i'm like i need to practice what i preach now even at like this small level because i feel like i don't know that's the only way you're gonna level up and like and that would literally just be so hypocritical if i didn't do that even though it can feel painful to be like i worked so hard to figure this out i was in my room late at night on youtube learning all these no one taught me nothing like that's the type of mindset i would have because like I'd be isolated in my bedroom in high school, like, learning Premiere Pro, and, like, I also learned a lot in high school, because I was at a vocational high school, but just learning a bunch of extra stuff, like, how to do this cool Photoshop, and then someone would be like, how'd you do that, and I'm like, bro, like, I just spent all night learning this, and you want to know for free, you're not working hard like me, that's, that's like, the mindset I want to have, the grind set, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm so like that, though, I totally, do you remember Hooji? yes okay the i have that funny, app actually the <laughs> funniest story oh my god i was in first year at bssm mm-hmm. and i didn't i couldn't afford a film camera right because <laughs> i didn't have a job all mm-hmm. this different stuff moved from alabama had no money and i were i was like taking photos and i don't remember where i saw it but it was like this film app Mm-hmm. And I downloaded it, and it was Huji, and I was taking photos of Huji and posting on my posting them on my feed. Mm-hmm. And I swear to you, I had like five or ten DMs, like, "What app is that? What camera is that? What film stock is that?" And I just would leave them all on red. Uh-huh. And I thought that I was so sick. <laughs> and, and literally, it's a freaking app. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, because Visco was my identity. Like, I would mm-hmm. edit everything in Visco. Yeah. And then I remember. Um, some guy was like, this is Hooji. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and it's something so stupid. Right. But I got so pissed. Mm-hmm. I remember posting on my story. I was like, because I started seeing like an influx of Hooji, like people posting. And yeah. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going back to Visco now. Damn. And just being such a little mm-hmm. crap face. Yeah. Like just being so like. It's an app. Like, what do you expect? Right. Which is funny because, like, someone could have the app and be trash at taking pictures or have no good perspective. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it really doesn't matter, but it feels like a little you're giving the secret away, I guess. Yeah. You. Yeah. So you learned Premiere Pro? Yeah. So in high school, um, yeah, it was vocational high school and my shop was visual design. So we kind of, it was mostly mostly graphic design, but we did touch and video and photography. Mm -hmm. But that was kind of already my main, like, thing. When I was 10, I got my first camera. That was my first, like, obsession in the creative world, I guess, was photography. And then also in high school, I was dipping my toes into videography. Um, So, yeah, we didn't really, like, learn, especially Premiere Pro, um, a ton in school. Um, So I, like, had to teach myself that, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you, did you ever mess with like, wait, so you had a camera, do you do all your photos for your brand? Um, I'm trying to think. I would say not all of them. These last ones that I've been posting lately, I took. Okay. Um, I mean, anything that I'm in, I didn't take. Like, I don't, not like right. you're setting up a yeah. iPod or anything. <laughs> I could though. Um... But yeah, but then also like the cool like sewing stuff, like something mm-hmm. that was Chris or yeah, shout out Chris, my friend Steph. Yeah, shout out Chris. Chris actually, um, didn't know him. Mm-hmm. I've only met him once, mm-hmm. maybe twice. But I had a book, a photo book I put out, a zine, mm-hmm. and um, 
he like everyone who bought it i could see their address i could see all their stuff mm-hmm. and i was like who is this dude because mm-hmm. like people in writing i know them from like either from buffel or from like uh like the scene or like mm-hmm. they're people that i know in different sub genres but i didn't yeah. i had no idea who this guy was right yeah and i like got his book and I, I texted him and i was like hey thanks for your order and he's like yeah man no problem and i was like who like, i didn't who i didn't <laughs> i didn't say who are you but in my head i'm like who are you yeah totally and i drove to his his house and we literally never met this dude i pulled up at, i pulled up at his spot and talked to him for probably like an hour and a half mm-hmm. just in the street yeah and then i got in my car and I left and then we just we just dm every now and again on, yep. on instagram he's super sick facts same thing kind of well actually i don't even know i started following him on instagram where we were like mutual followers he posted something about like who wants to shoot so i was like me and then I basically just gave him this whole concept or for the sewing thing I did. And he was super down. Mm-hmm. And we had the same thing. Like, we just talked hella, like, deep life revelations yeah, yeah, at yeah. the shoot. And I was like, and then I realized, um, so I, like, hung out. So the town next to my hometown, New Bedford, I realized he used to hang out there a lot, too. So oh, I was like, sick. what is going on? This is so weird because I could feel there was something going on, the East Coast vibe. And I was yeah. like, I knew you were different, bro. The vibes were immaculate. Yeah, facts. I was like, damn, yeah. He's That's super very dope, cool. For sure. What did you, um, just because just I ask everyone this question, but like what um, what music like were you into growing up versus like what are you into now? Um, so, well, actually, sorry, let me pause. Mm-hmm. I feel like since you're a creative, I'm not going to assume anything, mm-hmm. but I feel like since you're a creative, you probably love music. I do love music a lot. Um, uh, yeah, for real. I, I wish I like knew more about music or like could have my hand in the music scene when it comes to like instruments or singing or rapping or anything. Unfortunately, I don't. I'm just an outsider who takes just a, a spectator. ton of, yeah, yeah that's great. I take so much inspiration from music. Um, when I was <laughs> when I was younger, I was definitely I would say it was weird. When I was younger, I was like a Taylor Swift fan, right? <laughs> but then also at the same time, like 2010, when like Drake became a thing, mm-hmm. like I hopped on that bandwagon. Like Drake, Wiz Khalifa were like huge inspirations Dude. when I was younger. Um, I love those two. And then from there, my like love for rap just got like bigger and bigger, and like kind of more like. I guess aggressive too as I went through my like angry teen years and like right. just loved like Chicago drill rap oh and my, New York don't drill eat rap. It. <laughs> I love drill rap. Dude, I love like all that all that just like it makes you take on a persona and I'm like suddenly like I sell drugs and kill people <laughs> <laughs> you're from old block all of a sudden no facts i'm like i'm from out west where we talk text oh like, that's my me. god but also it's not wait you know? hold on i gotta talk we gotta talk about this for one second mm-hmm. i love drill rap mm-hmm. and i can't really listen to it like i listen to it alone right but when i'm in a group of people i'm i won't throw it on because it might like kill the vibe yeah i like it <laughs> but I remember, um, actually, hey, Jeremy, could you pull up, um, could you go to YouTube real quick and look up, um, I'm excited for what you're about to say. Love Sosa. Oh, please. <laughs> Chief Keef is a staple. And the thing is, they're not going to be able to hear it or they might. I don't know. I don't, I don't want them to play it. I just wanted to prove a point that in the vein of creativity, I think these, I think that these music videos were shot on like iPhones. Oh yeah, for sure. 
Um, look up Love Sosa by Chief Keef. <laughs> and it's crazy to me that we gotta get a Jeremy Cam. Facts. Like, just have, like, this last episode, he was popping off. <laughs> like, we were giving hot takes. Find inspiration. Will they be able to hear audio in this? No? Will they, like, will they be able to hear Chief Keef? Okay, oh, sick. <laughs> Perfect. I just want to see the count. I'm going to say it's like 500 million or something like Dude, that. He literally changed the course of rap at such at 16 years old, too. What's it at? 254 million views. <laughs> this is my, my podcast dream. I know. But just, it's not even good. And he's just so young too, like he's a child in this, but he changed the game. I think I was in seventh grade when this came out, listening to this. I was, I was a bus. freshman, I think. Yep. Okay. You can cut it. I just, I literally was about to flip this table over. I'm I love this now. man. Like, yeah, like those music videos are a perfect example of like, I mean, I think he got in trouble because he was on probation, but mm -hmm. like a phone or a crappy entry level DSLR. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that video is 10 years old and has almost 300 million views. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm sure that's been re-uploaded since then, but. Right. But that's crazy. Um, music. Back to music. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I... Chicago rap is crazy. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching Noisy. Have you ever watched any of their stuff? Mm. So Noisy is... Um, is it Noisy or... Is it like a platform? Um, they did like interviews with rappers and they did... They like followed this guy. It, it was noisy. Um, it was from Vice. You okay. know what Vice is? Yeah, yeah. So they went to Chief Keith's neighborhood, mm -hmm. and it was a whole crew, and they just followed him around mm. and just interviewed him. Yeah. And it was crazy. And it's like in the trenches, like we're actually in the trenches. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I would love to do stuff like that. Like Dude, just go yeah. in the craziest parts of town and just like video these people. But those were the videos that initially got me into that scene. Like mm -hmm. that's how I found out who. Like Dirk was, yep. Chief Keith, Fredo Santana, R.I.P. Yeah, whoa, yeah. I love Fredo. Yeah, um, R.I.P. Who else? King Von? Did King, he did he pass away too? I don't remember. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, who else? Um, Lil Bibby was that? Lil old Bibby. One? I listened to him in middle school too. There was um, I mean that whole crew like um, Lil Reese. Mm -hmm. Like all Little those, them. yeah, like all those guys. <laughs> yeah, like I was in, like what, what first got me into it was, um, Wiz Khalifa did yeah. a song with with um Chief Keef, and Chief Keef was like the Black Air Force One activity, mm -hmm. like my friends who were like into that stuff. Yeah, like it was harder, right. you know, for the time. But mm -hmm. then I loved heavy music. Like, I loved, like, I mean, I was listening to, like, Bring Me the Horizon, and I was listening to, like, Under Oath and Atreyu. I don't know if you know who any of these bands are, but just, like, a little heavier stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because drill rap and, like, all that stuff is not far off from, like, like, mm -hmm. like heavy hardcore stuff. 
Right, because it's, I would assume there's a, I mean, I don't listen to that type of music, but mm-hmm. some type of crossover of just like the aggressiveness yeah. to it, which is appealing it's, to It's super people. aggressive and it just gets, it's, it's like, it just gets my blood boiling. Mm-hmm. Like, do you listen to Slipknot? No. I have a common theme where I talk about <laughs> Slipknot on this on this podcast, but. Never listen to Duality them. by Slipknot, anytime it comes on, like, something gets broken. Like, if Jeremy is around. Or if I'm around, or if Jake is around, my one of my housemates. Mm-hmm. If any of our housemates and friends are around when duality comes on, it's like you're gonna die. Yeah, facts. Um, I thought, should I tell that story? No, I'm not gonna tell that story. <laughs> um, but yeah, what else? What else are you? What other music are you into? Um, well, I could name other rappers. Oh, well, I can't. I do listen to other types of music though. But um, besides rap. Oh, okay. Besides rap, um. Well, this is kind of like a little rap, but what would you categorize people like? Um, wow. Well, okay. To be honest, just the fat past few days. So let me not act like I'm in, like that <laughs> deep. <laughs> but the, literally the past like three days, I've been really listening to Lil Peep a lot, which I know he's a rapper, but he's like, what do you call that? Dude, Jeremy and I, Jeremy and I love Lil Peep. Bro, I love the like. Can you, Jeremy, can you pull up um, Beamer Boy? Have you heard that one? No, I haven't. I've oh literally just been going God. through his first album. Because I like when he was like really famous, I was like, oh, that's so like emo. But now I'm like, I really want to like yeah. feel so something. So you've listened to his first record. So then you, so he actually sampled like, do you know who Under Oath is? No. Okay, it's fine. This meat is. <laughs> Let's see if it pulls up. The video pulls up. I love Lil Peep. Mm-hmm. Like RIP to a real one. I mean, I feel, I feel so like. It makes me so sad, like him dying so young. Yeah. And that's a whole different conversation. Let's listen to this real quick. Okay. Oh, the video is it's muted. Is this Beamer Boy? I think it skipped to a new song. Oh, yeah, I haven't heard that one. Oh, there it is up there on the right. You're about to make me flip this table. <laughs> how many how many plays did I have? Everybody acting different. Seventy-two million. Nobody, nobody was talking to me like a few months ago, and everybody hit my phone up and shit. Ooh, that's hard. Just wait. I know the song. I love this song. We can listen to this all night. We can cut it. Thanks, dude. Oh my gosh, I l- I love yeah I I love Lil Peep. Um, I like I've just recently like I like when people. I was actually saying this to someone the other day. Like they can. I almost envy music artists who are allowed to be so dramatic. Yeah. Like, he has a song driveway i think where he's like blow my brains out just for fun like i can't really go around saying that i could but people are gonna think i want to kill myself right but like he's able to say it and like feel it in the moment and be fully in that emotion Mm -hmm. but then the next line be on a more positive note i'm like that's i love that because i don't know to me like listening to like stuff like that where i can like almost like almost pretend i'm like yeah like depressed, I guess, or like, yeah. like really sad or something is so inspirational to me. Cause you know, when like you're at the bottom of the bottom in life, like say you're just like going through it, 
I feel more creative in those ways because I'm like, I feel less like I care what people are going to think about me because I'm like, it doesn't matter anyways. Nothing matters because I'm just kind of right. like eh, headspace. Yeah. So when I channel that, like listening to like kind of like emo type music, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be scared to like share this or yeah. do this creative endeavor because nothing matters anyways. Right. You know? What have you, um, uh, you're, you said you're, you're 22 or 23? 22. Okay. So I'm 28. There's a good bit of like- wow. Okay. <laughs> there's a good bit of like age and mm-hmm. things that i grew up on versus what you grew up on right were you into x um i like some of his music but i i wasn't really like in on him when he was i, I just mean, alive or i was just curious because because i you know i i have artists that help me through things mm-hmm. and i and i'm not here to talk about what happened with him or any of the stuff like that but i'm so curious how I see on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter, all of these kids who, not kids, but younger than me mm-hmm. are just like X saved my life or X did, you know, long live X, all these things. And like, not in like a res- disrespectful way, but I'm curious, like, was his influence really like that? And and what was that like? And mm-hmm. I guess, I guess I didn't really, I was never really into him. Like I watched his documentary a couple months ago mm-hmm. and saw really how much he did right. for music. But I was just curious if you had any thoughts. Well, I feel like with him, I didn't necessarily listen a ton. I know some of my friends in high school did, but I feel like I could kind of make a comparison with someone who also died juice world yeah. of like kind of, I mean, he was honestly less aggressive than X for sure, mm-hmm. but I can kind of speak on, that being um what was the word you just used oh saving someone's life or like being, it like like getting you through something yeah getting me through something um because for me when juice world was was this probably like 2016 or something when he was like when goodbye and good riddance have you ever listened to him were you into him at okay all? i'm gonna be honest with you i know one juice world song and it's okay. the one that's like it's the police sample um mm. what's that song um it's a sample. It's it's. Is it the police? The, the sample. Um, I don't. Let me put my phone up. Real quick. Oh, you're talking about the band. Yeah, the band, the police. Not literally. Not, the police. not literally. <laughs> the cops. Um, let's see. I'm gonna cut all this out. Lucid dreams. Oh yeah. That's the only song I know. Right. That was like his big. I remember hearing that. Um, and I was still at my parents' house, and I had surround sound in that room, and I was playing it, and I was like, told my sister, I was like, get in, get in here right now, let's shut the get door. Get in here right now. And I was like, listen, listen to this song. And I was just like, like, it was just impacting my whole being. I don't know why, it just felt like such a banger, and it felt like deep, and it felt like emotional, and just like, I could connect, even though I couldn't connect. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which sometimes though, okay, so along the same kind of lines for X or Juice World or even Lil Peep is like, I do wonder, like, I could kind of say that like Juice World at the time, because in those years I was like really not doing well mentally. Sure. And so I listened to him a lot. But I always wonder, like, could I say Juice World helped me through something or did it almost not make it worse? Because I'll take responsibility, like what was bad was bad. But like when you're listening to music all the time, that's about like death or like these demons or like these demons are trying to get me or just like these pills and this like in a, such a depressing way i wonder like is that helping you because someone can relate this artist or is it like you're repeating these things in your head and is it like 
making the issue worse or making you dwell in it. I feel like I still don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer to that either. I do know that whether or not we're willing to admit it, music for sure does like affect our mood. Like if mm-hmm. I was to play like music roulette with you right now and put on like a song you don't know, like if I was to put on Knock Loose, you'd mm-hmm. probably want to be in the pit and knock someone's teeth out. Mm-hmm. If I put on, you know, uh, Juice World, you might feel something emotionally and get depressed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't, I don't know really because I think that humans are wired so intricately. Like for me, the times that I have been the most emotional, I have to put on music to channel how I'm feeling. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I will never get out of that. Okay. So it's almost like putting words or, you know, uh, some sort of language to how internally I'm feeling. Right. And then I'm like, oh, I feel good now. I was able to get that out. Yeah. And and that's why right. that's why I'm so like, I wouldn't say I'm sensitive to music, but I... I know what I like and I know what I need to listen to when I'm not doing well or, mm-hmm. or vice versa. You know what I mean? Like, I think, you know, you said that Juice World had an impact on you. I think for my generation, Mac Miller was what mm-hmm. had a huge impact on me. Yeah. Um, like I remember I could, God, I'm, I can't say too much cause I feel like my parents listen to this, but <laughs> like being young and getting into stuff you're into when you're young, uh-huh. the soundtrack for that was always Mac Miller or Wiz Khalifa yeah. or, you know, Kid Cudi, things like that. MGMT, Kid Cudi. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, like Facts. that's just staying at my friend's house till one or two in the morning, mm-hmm. just sitting outside sweating because it's so hot because I'm in the South. Yeah. Like that was the soundtrack. Like you can play um, Crush a Bit, Little, little bit, bit, Roll It Up. The second that comes hit. on, yep. I can literally fi- like picture where I was when mm-hmm. I heard that. Yeah. And that's the other part of music that I think is so powerful yep. because I have countless memories. Like you can play five seconds of a song mm-hmm. and I have a memory with it and I can tell you the memory. I can tell you the people I was with. I can yeah. tell you all that. What, um, did you bring anything for us to see today? Oh, I absolutely did a few things. You brought um, some stuff? I did. Oh my god! I gosh. actually brought some presents. No way. I did. Um, I brought you guys some bandanas. Holy There's cow! Three of them. So, I um, I'm a huge gift, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, feel free to look. I know we didn't go over it, but it's also within the theme of in line with the divine. It's a little branded bandana. Is this um, this is from your collection right now? Yeah. Yo, these are sick. You made these yourself? Yeah. Well, I mean, I designed it and then I got it screen printed somewhere. Let's get the see if the camera can get a shot of this. Shout out Pursuit Printing. Shout out Pursuit Printing. Yeah, I send everyone there now. Cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. I'm going to be out in these streets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, not really. I'm not about that life. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm going to put these down here real quick. Yeah, for sure. Um, Do you have, what's something that like you're looking forward to with where you're at right now in your career thus far with being a designer? Hmm. I think honestly what I'm looking forward to is just continuing to do, which maybe doesn't sound that monumental, but I feel like something I've realized lately is because when I was first starting this journey and I made the page and I just tried to post TikToks and then they didn't go anywhere, I felt like I was kind of relying on the idea of well I'm gonna make a shirt and it's gonna go viral I'm gonna become famous and that's it 
And then I realized there's so many steps to learn in the process. My videos are not getting a lot of views. My following is going up very slowly. And I think I realized like that that's actually totally okay. And so it makes me look forward to like, first of all, I had to commit mentally like, okay, I'm going to do this for the next like 10 years or more and see what happens. So now that I kind of made that decision mentally, I feel the pressure taken off and I almost feel like, I'm able now to just create and try to be as consistent as possible, but also not like, mm, not like, uh, what's the word? Like put too much pressure on myself in the process and just like slowly chip away, chip away, chip away and just see like as I get better, I learn more, meet more people, more connections. So I feel like that's what I'm looking forward to is just like, being consistent, not putting pressure on like this is like life or death. It's like, you know, we're just gonna yeah keep moving type of thing. So yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like in today's day and age and social media and all that stuff, like it's so easy to feel like a failure when you're not like you don't have instant gratification, you know. And so I as too as I'm like looking back on the history of certain fashion houses and looking at brands like Mason Margiela and like how like it's been like 20, 30 years of like them creating like a fashion house and stuff. It's like, why am I expecting that? Like, um, I'm just going to blow up and be successful. And to the realization that like, I don't actually know enough. Like I don't not deserve, but like, I also don't really deserve that notoriety because I don't really know anything right now. You know, so I feel like you have to learn and slowly like um, get the notoriety that you deserve along the way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's facts. Facts, mm-hmm. no printer. I agree with you. Amen. What um, what do you who are some designers you want to work with? Um, hmm. I guess maybe Jerry Lorenzo. Um, It would have been Virgil. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, well, these are all like just like famous, famous ones. Um, I want to say Kanye. You know? Yeah. <laughs> even even with all the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I try to separate. Sure. Can you separate the artist and the person? I think. Oof, I, don't know. I don't know. That's a big question. Um, and I think because he's such a great artist, it makes it hard to completely throw him out. Sure. Um, I could I, I could do a whole podcast about Kanye's influence in my life. It yeah. sucks that all the stuff that it, it really sucks because I just wish the dude had therapy and he, I wish he had a team around him that would like mm-hmm. not let him just go completely unhinged. Absolutely. I was having a conversation with someone the other night where I, f- I feel like the the media actually like needs Kanye because he's so unhinged and mm-hmm. he says so many things. Like I don't agree with what he said, mm-hmm. like just going on the record about like the racial remarks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that he is every other week is bouncing around doing stuff. And it's almost like if the media completely silenced him, then there'd be nothing fun to talk about or there'd be no one to like point your finger at and be like, Oh man, what is he doing today? It's like Mm -hmm. you're giving into the narrative of like, like mocking someone or resharing a post, like Mm -hmm. look out. Like, I mean, even taking a, which I'm ashamed that I even have a Facebook still, but (laughs) I was on Facebook and I saw like half a dozen articles and Mm -hmm. I'm like, number one, that's not right. Like that actual article is false, but go on just stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So anyway. Yeah. I feel like one thing I really like, I understand about 
like yeah once again like he said some crazy stuff recently that like i don't agree with but one thing i do appreciate about him is like the second people put him in a box he'll go to the extreme of what he's not supposed to like or not supposed to do or the side he's not supposed to be on and he'll like do some type of representation or show people like no i can do this yeah which i really i like and i guess I can kind of relate like I don't like to be boxed in and I like to feel different I mean I think in a way that's not really the best because you're constantly trying to prove to people that like you can't put me in a box so if you're trying to prove something then it's like you must care what people think but yeah. I do kind of appreciate some stuff he's done in the past that's like people are like you're not supposed to do that because you're this and you're that but he's like well I can yeah. which yeah I mean it's getting a little out of hand but yeah <laughs> I do I do respect Kanye though a thousand percent it's all hard. The, his, his catalog is way too big for me to throw him out completely yeah um i i've been thinking about implementing this on the podcast mm -hmm. and before i like let people go i'm like is there anything that you want to ask me before we go mm. i think i would ask you what would you say to the what would you say to Okay, let me organize this before I just say it so it's organized. I can cut all this out too. Okay, sick. I'm just going to do, 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 Yeah, okay. If you could say one thing or a few things to a struggling creative who's struggling with like um, self-doubt, comparison, um, just not feeling confident in who they are, their craft, or even perhaps younger you as the creative that you are, like what would you say to them to inspire them to keep moving forward? It's a fire question. <laughs> I would say get out and don't stay somewhere too long mm -hmm. because you become very familiar with the things around you. I travel a lot for work. You know, I go to these different cities and I think when I get there, I'm going to be inspired. But what's so crazy is I come home and I'm inspired. Mm. Like I come home back to my friends. I'm, I'm truly, and I'm not just saying this, I'm truly so inspired by the people around me. That's why like I have so many different types of friends who do so many different things is because I need it to stay inspired. Mm -hmm. And I would say, figure out what you want to do. Figure out why you're not doing it right now. Other than it being like money or a tangible thing, figure out why these two aren't lining up mm -hmm. and just run after it. And I would say, like, don't be afraid to make mistakes um, because the things that you think are cool now I swear to you in 10 years, there's going to be something different you're into. Mm -hmm. And I would say, because I'm a little bit like older, I have went through like things that I loved and trends and stuff. And I thought, you know, this is going to be my identity. And five years later it changed and it's something else. Mm -hmm. um, I would say study the people who influence you and study what makes them like why you're into them and why you're inspired by them. Um, and then I would just say to wrap all this up, like money and stuff will come and you'll, you'll always have money, but the memories that you like the memories you make will outlast any type of money you'll ever earn. Mm -hmm. So if I have $300 in my account right now and tomorrow there's a tour and, and they have an open spot for a photographer, you can bet I'm going to go into debt to go there and do that. Mm -hmm. Like, because money and stuff will come. Yeah. Like you always make more, you'll get, you'll get a paycheck next week or two weeks from now. 
the opportunity that's sitting in front of you will not always be there. Mm-hmm. That's something that like I have tried so hard to live by. And I'm not rich. I'm not wealthy. But it's like if I do have the opportunity to do something, I will put money aside and just I'll throw money at stuff because I'm like I will make more. There'll be more opportunities. But in this very moment, will I have this opportunity a year from now or a month from now? And if the answer is if the, if the answer is no, like I'm for sure gonna run after it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that I hope that make hope all that makes sense. No, it did totally. Um, I was personally like taking mental notes. Cool. That's yeah. that's what I would say. Yeah, I love asking people that question because that's supposed to be what my brand is about. But I only have so many answers because I have one perspective. So yeah. I love to ask people because then I take it for myself too. Because I'm like sometimes my answers, I'm like it's hard to apply them because it's just me saying that to myself. But yeah. to have another creative person say that, it's like, okay, totally. Let's get That's it. super rad. Yeah. Okay, what are your links? Tell, shout out your links so people can find you. Um. Okay, so for St. Linen, hopefully I can remember, my Instagram is st.linen. The website, which is in the bio, is stlinen. Um my personal Instagram where I post other uh, sewing projects and random creative stuff is E-L-I-Z-Z-A-F-E-R-R-E-I-R-A. And I guess that's all my info. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. This is dope. Um, I do feel inspired from this conversation. That's amazing. I'm ready to take it with me and make craft up something. That's that's honestly like all I want this to be Mm -hmm. is just a place for people to talk. Yeah. And you're the first woman actually on my podcast. Huge honor. Yeah. I want more women creatives who are doing stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, Yeah. That's episode three. And um, we're signing off and I'll see you next time. All right. Dude, you did so good. Thanks Thanks for coming and hanging out. Yeah, thank you. That was cool.